0: too! Why are we talking about rabbits? That's the show guys. Uh, Heavy Things Lightly History, Philosophy, Theology What else? Oh, The Anthropology We do that too. And we talk about the aid world helping people because that's what we do at First Things -things www.firstthethings.org today Arthur Kwan Lee Brought up in the Presbyterian Church of Korea. Well, but here in the United States. Interesting character who fought the good fight, who picked a fight with modernity. Uh, He was the New York City Artist of the Year. Young Artist of the Year in 2000, uh, I believe it was 19. And then, well, he started to talk too much about stuff that people didn't want to talk about. And that led to a whole host of things, including getting canceled. Arthur is on. He's interesting, unique. Give it a listen. On Wattar today, Arthur Kwan Lee, painter and culture warrior. Hey, guys. (laughs) uh, We have a world class artist on today. And uh, I'm introducing you with the toast, Arthur. Um, I won't say much, I'll let you say something, but I will say this. Uh, an artist on a journey who's trying to figure out something like um, ontology, depth of meaning, what it is to actually be a human being, expressing it, especially in this Pantocrator I want to talk about, Arthur. but mm. uh, So I'd like to make a toast. This is very Georgian, and you see this at the table that we throw. Uh, I'd like to make a toast to taking something like creation... And turning into something like beauty, which of course is what God did, and then may we also imitate the great creation. So, to your work, brother Guggy Marjos. Thank you, brother. Cheers. I don't have I'm a clap, but I'm but sorry I'm I didn't warn you. you as
1: well here. Yes, yes. yes,
0: no, it's fine. It's not Arthur's fault; it's mine. I didn't warn him. <laughs> Cheers to the viewers here. So, okay. So, for folks who don't know who you are, how would you define your spiritual disposition? Like what's your spiritual biography? Where are you standing vis-a-vis creation creator? How'd you come up and where are you now? How would you describe that? So
1: I come from a Presbyterian Christian background. My father is a pastor here in Oakton, Virginia. Uh, Myself, I have, as an artist, uh, aesthetic differences with rendering figures in the Bible from a Presbyterian canon. So, um, that said, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm holistically a Christian, but from my own Presbyterian community, especially the Korean Presbyterian community here on the East coast, which tends to be, uh, Koreans tend to be Presbyterians here. Yeah. The depiction of Christian figures, and I'm not talking just about Christ. I'm talking about Jonah and the whale or, <laughs> or, or, um, even say I mean, you know, many of the saints it's, It's frowned upon, Um, Mm. so so that's something that I have to manage. But um, my belief is that
0: what what do the elders say if you come with a really nice rendering? Is it idolatry? Is it that? Is it that narrative? So, John, what I I see is um, this discourse
1: unfolding in front of me when it comes to my art the reaction from the Christian community, not just the Presbyterian denomination. Uh, before I explain that, let me first say a sentence before that, which is that I am not an intellectual. I'm a romantic. Genuinely speaking, when I'm in the studio, I spend eight hours mixing color pigments and enjoying the creative process. So if I read something biblical, if I hear a podcast that, that is on these subjects and, I inspire, and it inspires me, it's like lightning strikes me and I, and I get excited to paint. So that beauty has inspired me to create. So often um, these reactions that I'm getting, it's really unexpected for me. Let me first say that, but the conversation I tend to hear um, outside that pure framework that I'm actually approaching it from, one side says this is blasphemous and um, it's insulting, it's cringe, whatever you want to say. Uh, They tend to be really Bible Belt folk who do that. And then the other side, Uh, in response also tends to say, well, you know, these artists, not just myself, many artists of faith depicting biblical subject matter, they're not expecting Christians to worship this as an icon or something Mm -hmm. um, uh, false. Um, And they also add that we can't, as Christians, talk about the culture wars if we're not participating in culture. And I I will say that's something that, that really resonates with me, because I really get excited when I hear pastors talking about things like hypergamy hmm. or physical health or uh, like, like relevant issues today that young men are facing. So in the same canon, I, I in, the, in that same context, excuse me, I think that artists should be utilizing their creative talent to point upwards. And it's not a coincidence that the greatest art is always undergraded by Christian subject matter that to me, that is not a, just a pattern to me that implies that actual Christian standard of artistry is high because you're literally pointing upwards. So, so, <laughs> so there's, there's, there's a certain servitude there that I've always felt connected towards. Okay. And it's, yeah. And so like, that seems to be the discourse that I see though, is many Christians. Um, I did fight last feast festival in Knoxville. I don't know if you heard of this conference. It's a big Christian conference. You know, a little over a thousand people come, and I had a booth there just to show some Christian art and how we can participate in the cultural firm rather than just emptily repeating that politics is downstream from culture, actually showing how you can influence people. And what occurred is this young man came up to me and he goes, This offends me, and it this is making me really mad. And then that this happens. other pastor comes up, Yes, so so I'm just kind of sitting here, like, really, like, I'm okay, I don't, you know, this is. Just two forces here, like debating in front of me. And I'm kind of like, guys, guys, the place that I'm painting from is clearly not, it's in reverence. I'm, I'm trying to be like Bezalel here. Right. I'm trying to be a spiritual servant here. Like that's the that's the intentionality behind why I picked up my brush to share these works. But I understand there's always going to be um, detractors. And, and I will also say that-
0: Oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: No, I, I was just gonna add that, like I'm, I'm open to hearing criticism. Um, not I mean, obviously, I'm not le- letting people insult me, but I'm open to hearing people who are who have excavated, the, you know, the Bible deeper than myself. So that's another sure. thing. Like when this young man came up to me and started lambasting me, it was a little disconcerting because I genuinely will sit and listen to you and and hear your position. But he was too busy seeing red. and 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 insulting me so i i kind of just like was like all right well um you know yeah so there's this thing going on
0: right that you make your story so there's a million reasons to show love and respect so you 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 point out he's younger that alone probably makes him want to be respectful but the other thing is is there's also like technical skill so you're like incredibly technically skilled. So I always get, I I love when people jump right to the proposition. They they jump right to the intellectual idea as if it needs defending or, or destroying. And past all these other human realities on the way, like here's a human who's got a mom and dad. It's so interesting that the idea is what motivates people, even as they sit among created being human beings so what do you think is it about the proposition of painting holy things or godly things why do you think people get that heated you i feel like you're you're in a position to speak to that because you're doing it what what do you think
1: so so I, i i i can i can tell you that before i answer that question we need to do a dive um Let's go. I like it. it, it it's well, You know, we need to first understand what beauty is in our culture today because we live in such a normalized, decadent climate. Usually when I go to these conferences or when I've done these speaking engagements or I've connected with uh, audiences, meet and greets, what have you, when I use the word beauty, I have often noticed that due to the success of the the world, people often get it confused with hotness. Mm-hmm. So if I use the word beauty, they they they're, they're automatically getting into this frame where they rack the opposite of sex on a one to ten rating scale, and I'm like, ah, okay, like that's wow. all there, by the way, right? But that's beauty, there.
0: that's there, right? But...
1: Yes, yes, that that is, that is there, but it's almost like the way I look at it is, um, you know, you read all the writings of the church fathers, and they regard beauty as the sacred, the sacred, mm-hmm. the sacred. So beauty is the sacred. We need to make that clear. And the role of the artist is actually to try to bring back that reverence. Like we live in such an irreverent time. Um, And for me, I believe that the reason why this stuff is so touchy is because beauty is the light that shows who the vampires are, actually. Wow. That's really what it boils down to. Because, you know, when everybody repeats this adage from Aquinas, the, the true, the good, and the beautiful. Right. But I don't think we understand as Christians, it's such an instrumental force utilizing beauty. Mm. And a, a great mistake that we have is um, because most people who are of faith, rightfully so, tend to be more right leaning. We've also been duped, though, when you look at the current climate, when we look upon what is an investment. And uh, and this will connect to what I'm saying, because often when we think of an investment, we just think about the digits in your ROI in your bank account. but when you look at the radical left, the way they the way they look at an investment is actually controlling culture and the dreamscapes of your progeny. And what I've come to see is that people who believe in the good and believe in who are freedom loving and love the West, uh, you know they tend to they, they don't understand that patronage, and artistry goes hand to hand. So yeah. most Christian artists today either experience cancel culture, as I did, or they cannot work through the traditional pillars, even if their work is actually aesthetically stronger than all the other people. So we're in this weird climate right now where, you know, um, the persecution of Christians is really saturated in the arts and entertainment today. And I believe, and one of my things is I'm trying to get people to especially, not even especially, one hundred percent, people, men of God, to stand up for what's right in the mainstream more, utilizing talent in the mainstream. I'm really big on that.
0: This happened to you, right? You you got kind of canceled ish, maybe. Fully yeah, in 2019,
1: canceled. I won Artist of the Year from the Eileen Kaminsky Family Foundation, and that's a really respected residency program internationally. So they're they're in New York City, um, and New York City is one of the biggest art cities in the world. But in 2019, I won Artist of the Year. And six months later, every single gallery, all six of them, I was working with, especially in the Lower East Side, wanted nothing to do with me. And it's simply because I wasn't. Look, it's it's partly my fault because I was in social camouflage. I was concerned about what's going to happen to my income. Wow,
0: that's brilliantly <laughs> okay. said. Social camouflage. I get it. I get it.
1: But, but but you know, it, it comes down to the fact that my story is not that unique. Actually, it's it's wrong. It's it's inappropriate that. These people, they want you to be as ugly as they are, so they don't feel so alone. That's all, I don't care if there's 10,000 people together, that's the same monster that they're really working on in their own hearts. And I was in this place where I was doing very well, but I basically was, um, I couldn't really speak about my beliefs. Mm -hmm. At the time, I was more conservative. Um, Now I'm more anarchist, (laughs) but but I was a right-leaning Christian artist who could not speak about you know, could, couldn't speak openly about my stance. And, you know, um, when I started to push back against even right now, right now, as we speak, the most popular shows are still art that's venerating the Rainbow Coalition or yeah. Black Lives Matter. Still, still to this day. And the reason why is because every, every single listener of yours, a very important takeaway to this dialogue is understanding that the whole tug of war in art history, understanding In a nutshell, everything you see in art history is this tension between collectivism and the soul. Art that is worshiping God or trying to spread his majesty or its uh, utilization of the state. And currently the reason why all the galleries are showing BLM power art or these, these degenerate LGBTQ symbolism is all of that is blatant propaganda. And I believe we have to label it as propaganda. That is propaganda. Yeah. That is nothing but propaganda. If I say Black Lives Matter, the first thing that comes to your mind is a picture of a black flag with the white letters or the black power fist is one or the other. If I say, if I, if I talk about the LGBTQ <laughs> agenda, you think about the rainbow flag, of course, you know, or, or um, something equally degenerate. And um, that is all because people have lost touch with actual aesthetic standards, which was always under the scales of Christ.
0: And so the aesthetic standards are born of something like soul or spirit or that which the creator God gave us. And so to deny that and create art is simply propaganda in that it hides our image. So, wow. So you're painting a picture of of a war. So here's the thing. Everybody knows this already. Not really, yeah. though, not intellectually, perhaps, maybe not with words, or they're afraid to say it, but you find yourself in the battle. I found myself as a historian in the battle when I was basically communist-leaning as a younger guy, and then I started to mm. read the history. <laughs> you don't want to do that, <laughs> because it kind of throws everything off, <laughs> because these cats, yeah. were, these cats were coming at people who, like you said, wanted to create light. That's interesting. That's interesting. And so you think the right could do better, whatever the right is. Let's get into that maybe next. But you think the right could do better if they understood this dreamscape of the progeny concept? like
1: Well, well, well I, I believe that um, what it boils down to is human beings are actually a lot more circumstantial than we like to believe. And I can say this both anecdotally and strategically. So from the anecdotal lens, why did Me, as a red-blooded, muscle-bound, fearless man, afraid to speak up in this culture, obviously it's toxic, but what it boils down to is because, you know, if we can look at another man, let's say you know there's wrongdoing in your office, you're just an everyday American, but if you push against the dominant narrative, whatever woke agenda there is at the moment, it's, it's, it's one thing to be hated. It's another to be hated and poor, I yeah. guess is what I'm saying. Because yeah. if because if this HR lady can now castigate your income while you have three kids you have to feed and a wife at home, I actually sympathize with that. This is what I mean by circumstantial. And in the same way, look, I, if I can press some magic button that cuts off the welfare state and abortion so that women can act more accordingly and men will actually be incentivized to properly— Climb this competitive ladder, you know, righteously, then I would press that button. But obviously, that button doesn't exist. So, what we have to do is first change the culture. Because once you change the culture, people will act accordingly because human beings are circumstantial. No doubt. And yeah, no. how do you do that? I think that's the reality we're talking about when you said everybody knows this, but the solution is changing the actual circumstances.
0: Yeah, I like that. People are practical. Yeah. I think you and I, maybe. I mean, in my family, whatever, for whatever reason, we produced all these ideas, these impractical people. I think you're probably one of the impractical ones, but it's a really good... I mean, I'm an artist,
1: you know, that's like, <laughs> yeah, <you're... laughs> it's not secure at all, but God <laughs> willing, you know, it's 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 worked out, but, you know, it's it's crazy, risky, 10 years of struggling <laughs> to get here.
0: And then when you, quote, got there, then you had to come face to face with another reality about about how courageous you wanted to be. You're right, though, about practicality. So how do you go about changing culture, do you think?
1: Well, okay. So the first thing is um, changing culture is, is twofold. It's not enough to actually have producers of culture and beauty and art and film. like That's half of it, actual artistry and talent. That's half of it. The other side is patronage. And this is something that Um, those who live in sin actually understand because they're more elusive people. But unfortunately the people who should care about it don't seem to understand that um, having your actual hands in the wheel of culture, the steering wheel, you need to invest in it. So, I mean, you you look at a film like, like, like Braveheart, right? Mm -hmm. Like that film has done more for our, I understand it's about Scotland, but still in regards to the gross sales in the West, it's done more for our sense of masculinity, uh, respect, honoring fathers, uh, patriotism, these values. It's done more than any political policy or presidential figure ever. Hmm. And that's culture. So, you know, but the patronage behind it was incredible, but we have reaped those benefits and we still continue to do so. So we need to have like, like I can give you an example um, in my sense. industry and define our industry. Um, who is the most rock star uh, I guess labeled fine artist today right now, who's crushing it. It's a woman by the name of Marina Abramovich. And she literally produces satanic art. She calls herself a performance artist. She's she's simply a uh, Satanist witch actually. And her goal is to destroy the Western Christian values. And look at her patrons, wow. Hillary Clinton, you know, uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce, very close with them. Um, Lady Gaga, I mean, I'm sorry this but isn't
0: some crazy this is this is known we know this yeah like it's not oh
1: they don't even have to hide it because yeah. they've they you know it, it, um you know you were you were wanting to mention the the political uh distinction between the left and the right um, I can tell you strategically speaking the right is very good at numbers. the right will do the spreadsheeting, the pew pulling the pie charts, the statistics, numbers from the BLS whatever it is. Um, but the left is very bad at that, but the reason why they're effective is because they would rather have absolute ownership of big tech academia, Hollywood entertainment and the art gallery and that's all spheres of influence. So while we're talking about these numbers with amongst one another, it's great. you know it gives a perspective and it crystallizes our position. Um, we're not getting anyone new because <laughs> we're not influencing people, you know and and art is way more suggestive. beauty's more powerful, that's all it pulls down to. And that romanticism, it's difficult to understand because um, it doesn't feel as concrete. And yes, the creative process is fluid. But once you understand that there's an actual utilitarian power in regards to influencing people, you know, and you can scale it, uh, you're going. You're never going to see it the same in regards to the cultural discourse.
0: But maybe you're okay, Arthur. Work with me on this. You may be describing an impenetrable problem, which is that there's a nature to believing i had a priest tell me once this was at the beginning of the pandemic he said what are you guys talking about because some people i know are like you know we need to get some land we need to get some we need to protect ourselves we they're coming for us and this priest said yeah no christians aren't the people that kill we're the people that get killed and in, in some ways what he was saying is is there's a nature there's a contour a spiritual contour to becoming fully you know I'm an orthodox Christian to becoming fully orthodox that in some ways doesn't allow you to compete with the forces you're you're talking about it cuts me off from that competition because I don't care enough about that culture i can't get motivated to try to save what i what you're calling American culture because I'm a citizen of someplace else what do you think about that
1: that 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 that's interesting um, but you can be in the culture wars, you know, what does the be in the world, but not of it? I'm sorry um, yeah, 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 um, yeah, it, it's uh
0: I'm with you. I'm with you on principle. I'm trying to see if how we get out of that. Problem. I see what you're
1: saying. I see what you're saying um Okay, so We'll we'll play with some concepts here. Um, I was sure. talking to a friend of mine, a um, very based Orthodox guy, actually. And, you know, there's always this biblical notion that people have repeated, many pastors have repeated as well, this idea that there's two pathways for men often, and one is to become this monastic monk and the mm-hmm. other is to be fruitful and multiply, right? And mm-hmm. there's this dichotomy that, I and mean, there's this contrast that is always put up there that this is holy. You can either be a monk or make a family. And in between this hookup culture, shadowy nonsense, that's where the de- de- degeneracy, and that's where everything it falls apart. I'm like, okay, I get all that, great. But I think there's another path actually. And some Christian scholars have called this the Benedict, but it's this idea essentially that you are a man of talent and you can go into the culture and be a cultural warrior. Yeah. And I believe that is another pathway, because what, like, I know too many faith-oriented, talented artists. You know, what are we to do?
0: Yeah, it's true, though. I'm with you.
1: Like, we're homeless. We're homeless. And we want to serve. And actually, especially the men, especially men who, act, who have genuine belief in God and truly accept Christ, looking at the surrounding of the urban environments, because often artists are there, they also want to do damage. And it's not because they have anger, they're not holding that sin, but they recognize that there's an effectiveness that they have been given with their hands. Like, like when, you told me, when you told me that I actually have technical skills, well, I can do something with that. <laughs> and, I can en- and I can enjoy it like some introvert in a studio by himself. And when I put it out into the world, I can make Christians enjoy the work and I can make those who, who hate us <laughs> look at the work and go... Oh man, that's beautiful, right. though. Right. You know, and I think there's something to that. Um, there would have to be somebody much more scholarly, and and uh, <laughs> and, and it really excavated the the theology deeper to to, to back me up here. But no, that has I, always resonated I, with me.
0: I don't. No, no, you. My question was less like, "Don't do it," as much as it was a question about how. So what? What I think you're describing is. This unification of things fleshly with things spiritual, you know, it's it's incarnation, right? It's how is Christ God and man? Like, what's that about? I think you have to do both. Like, I don't subscribe to running running away. I, I, running away is, not, I mean, a monk doesn't run away as much as he just simply refuses to play by the rules. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I'm a guy who likes the fight like you there's just this moment when i feel disconnected from a culture that i haven't that since becoming orthodox i don't know i don't i don't hear the narrative in it often that like voting voting is unappealing not because i don't think i should vote i'm not like you know some monarchist I just don't know who to vote for the narrative is absent like it's an absent narrative for me I don't know the red guy tells me one thing the blue what I hear is, oh,
1: okay okay you, you know i have I have an answer to this um uh and and it let, let me answer two things you you just brought up sure um the first thing I like to say is that this notion I mentioned of the Benedict I will first say that and I and I'm Describing myself as well, we are stepping stones. We are stepping stones towards something more wholesome, because if we are in the cultural front, yes, you are looking at the leviathan in the face. You know. So let me also let me first say that I recognize that it's a form of evangelizing in many ways.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> but, but but let me also say, those of you who are listening who do claim themselves to be Benedict's, you have to be more towards the monk than the family usually, because. What's gonna happen is um where's the action? it's in urban areas, in other words, there's more lasciviousness uh you have to be celibate, yeah you, ha- you can't participate in it. you have to be able to sort of be this creative monk by yourself amongst this chaos, which is wow. um a place of discipline you know so so that's that's another factor just uh, just to add that to those who it's actually brilliant. have a talent who listens to you um to the show and, and and then the second part is um I lost my train
0: of thought. Yeah. No, it's okay. Because we got, there's a million things going on here.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're getting me. You're getting my synapses, brother. That's good.
0: <laughs> I like it. Yeah. No, it's more real that way. I think what I would say about that last piece, and Jeremy's our editor. I always talk to him when we're, Jeremy, mm. we got Arthur Kwan Lee, Jeremy. <laughs> we really respect you, man. We were looking at hey, your Jeremy. stuff. Oh, man. thank you, brother. Uh, so the the... What I've learned with the culture wars is that there's always this incarnate, it's not dualistic, it's more like yin and yang, where a little bit of each side participates in the other. And what I always try to do is to move at the other, that which you would call dark. I get this, this is real, like evil exists. Move at it as if in the darkness resides some light and we're going to find it. Don't want to push. And, and maybe because I'm, I don't know, I don't want to say weak, but I'm womanly sometimes. And by that, I don't mean weak. What I mean is, is I want to collect. I want to cooperate. And I know it leads to weakness at times. On the other hand, I think sometimes what we find is, it's a phrase, common, common ground. I don't like that phrase. Mm we find we find the the beauty of the soul cuz it's in there man it's it's in all those folks who are lost in whatever darkness is it, it can't be that they're done can it if they have life can it be that they are in perdition if they have life
1: yeah beauty beauty is beauty is far more useful than any convincing argument This has been something I've been trying to get people to understand. Because number one, when you see beauty, you you automatically have to engage in a relaxed state. It's sort of hypnotic actually. (laughs) Mm. Um, But um, when I say, when I want Christians to utilize seduction, I don't mean it, of course, in regards to the sexual market. I mean it in regards to with beauty. Beauty is so powerful, man. And, And man, um,
0: Jeremy, throw, the way show, the, show Arthur. We're going to show your Ponticrato right now. So we're looking at it right now, um, Arthur. When we when we cut this, okay. The thing you were just saying about about beauty, this has to be attractive to men in 2022. Look at that thing.
1: One hundred percent. So I so so it's... let me tell you, brother. While you, while we're looking at this work, sure. I mean, first of all, um, I, I had somebody. This was the actual work with that caused a young man to come up to me with such vehemence, and I You're just kidding told him to. You're kidding me! Well, so I just told him to pull out his phone and write in Google Images, type "Christ Pantocrator," and you'll see thousands of, of this rendition historically. The reason why it's awesome is because uh, um, mm-hmm. Christianity in urban areas, and I'm and I, the reason why I keep using the word urban is because this is where I spent most of my life, and this is where a lot of the culture wars happen, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, they have surrendered to the religion of leftism. And I see this ad nauseum. And in other words, we need to sort of put out this the, the, the men who, who know the true face of God in Christ, we need to sort of shout out the rooftops to these secular Christians. <laughs> you need to get your balls back. Yeah. You know, and and, and I believe that they. True alpha males are holy men. It's not about muscles. It's not about tattoos and red sports cars. It's about men who are willing to speak the truth. And this is why I have this um, very um, intimidating depiction of Christ here, because you know this this idea of you know I'll, I'll tell you right now. Here's a good example. So I moved to Virginia a good four months ago, and again I told you before we started this podcast. My father's church is in Oakton, mm-hmm. um, so. I attend this church but honestly most of the congregation is older so when I want to have fellowship with people my age it, it feels a little bit like I'm missing out so yeah. I looked for another church so as a secondary church for this reason so I've been driving my car looking at all these churches around the DMV area and almost every church I drive by I see the cross And I see a rainbow and Black Lives Matter flag higher, placed higher, and I believe it's intentional than the actual cross. And I can't help but think if you tolerate everything, you don't believe in anything. And it's an important part of Christianity not to just have your hand out to the fold and to show forgiveness and allow people to be perspicacious and grow. It's also important that we also lay down the law and manage expectations and, and, and show objective boundaries and standards. And to add to that masculinity is the characteristic that draws expectations and boundaries. Yeah. So for me, it's just, I'm, I really want to see more Christian men, you know, um, embody this masculine spirit and um, with their voice, you know? Yeah. So, so, th- so that, that sort of, that sort of stuff excites me, man. You know, I'm trying to do it with my brush, but it can be done with any medium,
0: actually. Well, poking around and getting to know you on the internet, I I think you're doing it. I I think you don't have a choice almost now. You could try to go back, but I don't think you can get put back into the matrix, man. It's too late. There's several
1: people know this, but, but I like I um you can say what you want about me, but you know, blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah. I get it. Like, you know, this idea of this guy's trying to do put Christian imagery in the mainstream and I've gotten back and forth for that. Okay. I get all that. But, but at the end of the day, I walked away from a lot of money mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Um, I actually speak louder than of words. And I, I recognize that the highest goal for me is is honor even more than actual, you know, finances in my pocket. So like, I would like to continue more lucrativeness of course, but, um, for me, number one is my integrity and my honor. I'll fall on the sword for that a thousand times.
0: Okay, so you're 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 no dummy, you're a, a Christian artist who's very talented, and then here's this guy, and you've asked this been asked this before, but why don't you become an iconographer? <laughs> Today I ask you, like I did yesterday, to consider a donation. Our work is with incredible people trapped in very isolated and impoverished places we call them impresarios they're people who with light with wonder with amazement in their eyes who want to do really good things but they're cut off they're not in touch maybe they don't read or write but they know what they want and they know how to fix their own communities we find them and move resources their way your donation goes to our attempt to find them and then to build their project Well, they build their own. We assist and facilitate. That comes from Le Francais, to make easier, to faciliter, facilitation. That's what we do. I hope you'll donate. It actually matters. We're in a $75,000 match right now. A wonderful family has made it possible for us to double your donation until January 1st, up to $75,000. One of you out there listening to this can make it happen today. I dare you. Do it. Do it! I'm serious. Make it happen. I dare you. Just do it! Go for it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Why don't you become an iconographer?
1: <laughs> um. So, in line with that spirit, brother, I am producing... A, a Bible series right now, and I and I want this to be like I don't want to use such a lofty word like magnum opus, but I want to produce I don't know how it's going to be down the line again. This is the mind of an artist in the studio, so um, let me articulate this. I get that. I, I, I want to pr- produce 12 paintings from the Old Testament large scale. Genesis, The Creation Story, The Fall, Cain and Abel. I want every canvas to be 48 by 60 inches. Wow. So I want these to be large paintings. And what I like to do, and again, I'm an independent artist right now. Uh, Again, I can't go back to those six art dealers that I had. So once I'm in the production, like, you know, maybe beyond 60% of its production, which is going to take me some time because these are big canvases. Mm-hmm. I want to send out a roll call. And um, I guess I'm also asking this to you, if you know people who have spaces to run an event and to showcase the series of paintings, you know, to to, to blow Great. it up and make people witness modern Christian painting that. Um, so, so, so this is something I'm trying to do, but again, I am, I'm also trying to do there's new painting material material available today. You know, so I also want to utilize these new techniques and and approaches and add an element of, again, like seduction. You need to address things that are attractive and beautiful and, and and utilize that for other people to be like, you know, people who may not be Christian. I want them to see the work and be like, oh, what is this? I want to check this out. And then, boom, they experience it further.
0: Do Do you... Do you have a what was your training regimen? Where where did the notion of art come from? Was it was it was it in a formal institution? Did you just paint as a kid? How did it start?
1: I I was I was very blessed to come from a two-parent household. We're a traditional Christian family, but I will say we're very uh, we're very weird <laughs> because um we're all creative. Yeah. Sister was doing design, my brother was into like acting and all this stuff and my, my you know my father is a minister my mother is a composer who's got a dissertation in music theory so you know we already were kind of acclimated with utilizing the our creativity in a certain direction okay like my mother's always playing cello for the congregation or piano during service you know my sister does the violin and sings. well my brother was a youth leader when he was young they're like acting out scenes during Christmas, and the, you know, like, like they do different things. You know what I mean? It's like it's that like part came That Creative investment was, was, um, spoke for itself tenfold. But I will say, in an odd family, I was the most odd because as this is all happening, John, I I, I always noticed this. Uh, this is, I guess, more intimately speaking. I'm looking at my sister play the violin, I look at my brother act. My dad's on the stage speaking. My mother plays her instrument. They're on stages, right? People see them.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm an introvert painter who goes by himself in a studio. <laughs> I'm not on a stage and I want to be by true. myself. And I wanna, yes. I wanna, I wanna explore the puzzle of painting. I wanna be in this reality tunnel of materiality and layering and color theory and formalism. And I always felt weird in that way. So I kind of feel like in regards to this biblical series because now I'm being public and going on shows like this or Mm -hmm. speaking at certain engagements, going to County before country with Michael bosses and speaking about beauty. I feel like I'm actually the late bloomer in the family.
0: Absolutely,
1: And then now now going public, but kind of more full force. Cause I'm even trying to make, again, I really am like trying to do this biblical series. I make, I'm not going to just go to the Bible belt. I'm going to show, you know, to certain areas as well, but I want to go to like, this is the goal. This is downline the goal to get, to get the correct patronage who understands the culture and the mission. I get this to support me to go to places like the belly of the beef. show it in Chelsea, New York, where they have literal work that is about destroying the West. Put it right in the center there, like that. Would, that's that's fun.
0: That, but first of all, that is fun. <laughs> it, yeah. it gets your blood.
1: That's you see what I'm talking about. No, like,
0: no. It's a, it's a call to, again, it's a call to the masculine, you know, it's, it's, it's wrestling at eight yes, sir. When you're eight and you got this kid on the block and it's fighting that kid. And it's not even about hating the kid. It's about the match. It's about the moment. Yeah. I know what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. For sure. Well, yeah. I can't say, I can listen, I got a kid in New York doing, I was telling you, she's a jazz singer. She's a Juilliard. She's got all these same, it's like kind of sad on some level that an artist with an opposing worldview who still is technically sound and beautifully, you know, engaged, what's the problem? What is the problem with an open dialogue and allowing that to to breathe a little? And I guess it goes back to your dark and light idea, right? It does go back to a type of cosmic battle, right?
1: Yeah, they want... um. You know, I'll tell you right now, what I'm going to say about the fine art industry applies to all creative fields today. Because again, I know artists across the board, you know, believe me, like, you know, we've all shared similar stories. Uh, Sometimes the model is a little bit different, but overall it's the same theme, which is that today, the top of the pyramid for all these industries, they're, they're puppets of the dark one.
0: You know, I saw it this week. They're they're on the radical left, basically. You know, the party of sin there. Tell me what you think about this. I'm not the greatest at pop culture, but I I have had this thought all week. Dave Chappelle, what's never said about Dave Chappelle as he goes on Saturday Night Live and basically comes off of Saturday Night Live last week and gets more crap than he did before he went on. People never say this. You know, he's a Muslim. Oh, huh. he, he had a conversion.
1: I, I heard about that. Okay, interesting.
0: So what I think about that is is I'm not going to get into the theology of Islam. We can. I have on my podcast. But what I want to mm-hmm. get at is is there is pretension to creator there. There is the pretension to the one, to something like light. Now I don't know that Islam is light. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying though is is he is not easily understood and digested by the group of people you're talking about and as he gets more and more aged and older and more and more muslim you can see that he's not going to fit <laughs> as acceptable as he used to be you can feel it you can feel there's something going on with him and i i believe that's what it is i believe that's what it is i don't
1: know yeah yeah, yeah. i mean ultimately these these people they just they're angry at god and they're, they're so angry that they have to put their index fingers into their ears and call themselves atheists and get into the culture and try to destroy the destroy the fabric from the inside out. This is all it is. I mean, I can tell you um that the only way we're gonna actually have a way, a direction to go forward is if we can actually get the talent on our side to come together which obviously what I this is something I've also been working on in conjunction to getting some serious freedom loving wealth to spread and proliferate this imagery.
0: So this um, is this is your space right now, right? This idea of you said patronage, organization, finding a superstructure in which Christians now I'm up for this if you want to. We got a couple little bit more i want to try to define this concept of christian for you or or have you define it because see us orthodox folks we get a little nervous about some of the powers that be in america because we see christian folks in this part of the world as having perpetrated some of the problems that you're now identifying Mm. if that makes any sense
1: you're talking about the Christian conference network kind of thing where where they're basically Christian celebrities that are um not actually on their mission anymore, but utilizing the term and, and the and, and the shape of Christianity to self-aggrandize
0: For sure. their own yeah, yeah. That's one group, yeah. but I would also say there's even some presuppositions, some serious principles within what we would call Protestant Christianity or whatever you want to call it, the type of Christianity that has come to this part of the world through through, 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 through Catholicism and then through Luther that has certain presuppositions, building blocks, that are what we now know to be secularism. In other words, there's a historical connection. And so when you say we need to get a group together in order to fight sort of against the powers that be, part of that resonates. Part of it from the Orthodox world is like, wait a minute, which players are these going to be? Because there's certain edicts in Christianity, Calvinist theology, and and there's a certain thing going on with a lot of Protestantism where wealth and materialism are too easily accepted as the norm. Um, where the goal well, the is maybe I done.
1: made a mistake because uh, I've already started an art collective of super-based artists called the Genesis Council.
0: You never um, made a mistake, but tell me about that. What does that mean? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so basically, um, we're trying to take the culture back. Um, there are things in the works. And I'm speaking too early about what we want to do next. Um, but... Basically, we have, you know, super world-class photographers, filmmakers, you know, all these people who want to create genuine, beautiful art, but not in the stereotypical kitschy way. You know, right. like often when um, they, they imagine artists of faith or even conservative artists, like you're painting red, white, and blue bald eagles. <laughs> and the Statue of Liberty. And that's a stereotype that they they actually allow for you to show your work. Yes. Because yeah. then people pigeonhole, oh, that's right. You guys can't make art. No, open a th- textbook. We make the best one. You just shut us up since postmodern thinking. Right. But basically, uh, I, I've created this art collective where we can congregate, support each other, and use each other as a network. That's part one. But part two, which is the next step, the next phase, which is going to take some time because, you know, Funding, whatever you call it, is uh, it's eh. but basically we, we like to we like to open up an actual space, okay? cultural space, whether you know it's gonna be gallery, you know, uh, performance plays, this kind of stuff. But it's gonna be based. So 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 there's things in the works. But I'll just leave it at that because it's too early for me to really dive into it too much.
0: Well, I don't. I think I would commend any human being with a beautiful spirit like yours to enter culture and infiltrate it man and by Very the way, way it's not that all aspects of whatever the left is are bad but the dying part of our culture should be we have to we have to reinvigorate it man mm-hmm. you won't have any pushback from me i'm i just love i love history And so when I see somebody painting this Ponte like yourself, I see a bridge. There's like a bridge in you. I don't know if you know this. That's what attracted me to you and your work is the symbolism. You come easily to symbolism somehow. Somehow you come easily to the mystery and have all this power and authority in your paintings that are just, they're just invitations to human beings to wake up
1: brother yes you're kind of um when i said that i recognize i'm a stepping stone bridge whatever you want to call it like this is the power of art it closes those gaps
0: my buddy who is my dearest he's my godson he's a painter uh his skill is i really think it's off the charts you would enjoy i'll introduce wow, you to okay him. he's cool he's world-class he's an iconographer he's a monk Father Silwan, I'll send you the link. Why I'm bringing him up is because he, you see, he would see this as someone in culture who is going to be someone who eventually leads others toward what he's doing. Now, here's what I mean. If he takes his icon and drops it in New York City, everyone immediately thinks of it as like quaint or something. You get what I'm saying? They can't identify with it. They're like, oh, it looks like an old Greek painting. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, you're so cute, and you look at your robes. It's almost as if he can't participate because he he doesn't have the bona fides.
1: Yeah, I want to make a splash, brother.
0: I know, right, and he can't do it. And he would see your work as leading people toward what he would call Right, the highest form of art, which is iconography. I know he would mm-hmm. say that. In fact, maybe that's our next talk. Yeah, me, you, and him.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You, you know. You know. Um, I would have to. There'll be a short talk because I actually agree with him.
0: <laughs> yeah. <I> know, <laughs> because man.
1: because the production of my biblical series is just that. Because again, ideally, the art is religious in nature. Right. You know, that that's it. and again, what I'm trying to do is in a sort of mainstream manner, revitalize Christian aesthetics because there's so much talent, like your brother, who's making this hard, but it's often in an echo chamber, which is undeserving for that talent.
0: Do you feel alone these days? Or are you starting to get a crew? How are you feeling these days in terms of your vision? Are you married? Um, No. Oh man. So you're a catch out there in the Christian world.
1: Well, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't look at it like that. I, I look at it more as, um, right now I have a calling and I have yeah. a job. See, you're at, a monk. <laughs> yeah. That's that, like I said, you need to be, if you want to be truly a Benedict, you actually have to be celibate. So this is, this is the actual test. If you, it's not enough to be, Oh, I'm talented. Okay, well um, are you singing chick? Are you dis- distracted by lustful temptations? You know or, or are you able to actually um, put on some Japanese jazz and then and then drink a little wine and just paint and it's going to flow and, and actually have that as the, as the highest pleasure that, that, That's my flow, baby, you know it's yeah. like it's the greatest high, to be honest. But, um, I I mean, there's a lot of artists, you know, um, who have a similar mission to what I'm doing, but like, I'm trying to, what I like to do, again, I gotta find the right patronage, but I'm, I I, I like to do some mainstream cultural uppercuts because this is what I've seen is that remember earlier when I said, I want to see pastors talk about hypergamy, physical, you know, health, you know, these kinds of things. Well, in that same vein, I want to see our artists put their work into places, like even using some of their language to show that we even do that better Mm -hmm. because it's pointing upwards, the Mm -hmm. true, the good, and the beautiful. Literally just experience it. Behold what God has given me, you know? Yeah. And what I've come to see is that you can always see a failing society because the artists become spreaders of their own vanity rather than worshipers of the sacred. And if I'm going to try to do some, you know, if I'm going to try to cure anything in my domain, in the talent that I've been giving, then I want to put the reverence in the darkest area. And, and, you know, maybe that's a part of my upbringing as a martial artist too that why well, you no want to go into action, no I doubt. don't know. No doubt. But but um for some reason I've I've always felt like this this desire to do to make a statement where you know I I mean the pattern speaks for itself. You know, like I've been targeted by Antifa. BLM came to one of my shows. I had fireworks shot at me. I've already dealt with enough of these loonies to realize that you know why am i still doing this
0: yeah
1: like normal people would kind of stop and try to keep themselves at a safer distance but um i have a warrior streak in me as well which is a part of christianity also but um some people have it more pronounced a little bit but i don't want to do it physically i want to do it in the arts and make statements
0: why don't you And I keep talking, we're putting a concert, we have a concert series next year uh, for our nonprofit, and we're going to do some of them here in Greenville at our, uh, restaurant has a cool little space at this place called Hampton Station. And there's something to be done there. Um, Mm. I don't know what it is yet. And uh, let's see, we're working on patronage as always, but there could be something really cool. And... The whole thrust of what you're doing, the whole your the arc of your story, it really is educational and, and informative for all of us. It's really helpful to hear.
1: Yeah, this is what's gonna happen if uh if you go into the mainstream channels as a Christian artist who's also confident, you know, they're gonna get uncomfortable pretty quickly, so you're gonna have to shut up. And if you don't shut up, you might as well just have your own way. And, and I guess what I'm saying is that if you are a Christian who has talent, might as well just start independent, unlike me who's starting all over. Um, you know, I started all over two years ago and rebuilding from there. And, um, but um, are you happy? I'm glad I can be- Are you
0: happy that this is all gone this way? Are you I'm happy peace? looking in
1: retrospect. In retrospect, I'm happy. I'm happy I've gone this way, but when it was happening, it was very disconcerting. I will be honest. Um, when I got blackballed, I was actually, you know, I was, you know, I was, I was little, you know, not even little. I was frustrated because I spent 10 years in the gallery scene to get to the point that I was. Mm-hmm. And because of the wrong opinions, they basically swept me under the rug. So um, I shouldn't have, I should have expected that after a certain point, actually, but I just kept trying to, I just didn't know any other way. Cause we just don't have any other way. Yeah. Um, right. but, um, I'm happy now because everything I do, you know, like even on my website, I have like a support section and it's pretty, I mean, it's seldom, but if I get enough people supporting, at least it's all because it's genuinely who I am.
0: Right. And, You're and free. So,
1: like, like, yeah, like I, at, at the point I'm at now, I have enough, patronage where they're they're covering like you know a percentage of my art materials which is already awesome but i like to get that to a point where i have so much support you know that i can start doing some i I mean my hope is to get to the point where i can just whether it's with a couple sharks or or whether it's collective i can just start being able to afford the rent of storefront spots and do pop-ups and to just you know do do some just show them, look at this, witness it itself. But um, I'm happy now because wherever I go forward, it's, it's all me, you know, it's, it's right. like, part, right. yeah, it's it's all on me. So um, even if I've lost like legitimate galleries and those connections, you know, which, which is nice, you know, uh, in regards to security um, I couldn't truly be who I was. And I became an artist because it was, what I was attracted to. And it resonated with, you know, who I naturally was. So I'm going to hook you Uh, together.
0: I'm going to put you together with father Silawan. this guy, uh, you'll respect him. He's a city guy who, uh, yeah, he, he's super talented. I'll I'll send you his way. Mm. And I I, I think you guys will have a great talk. Great talk, but this has been a joy. So tell us, we can follow you and find you online, right? I'll put the link to your um, yeah. Your you, you, can, you can
1: find me. My my, my main thing is um, my, my my main thing is obviously like you know my website. If you're contact, you want to contact me, go to the contact form. If you are interested in getting uh, original works or paintings, you can also contact me as well. You know, um, uh, there's there's something for all price points. You know, uh, um, so bear that in mind as well. Um. I mean, I mean, you know, certain range, you can get prints and catalogs, things like that. But, you know, um, if you want to put some actual beauty in your home, you know, those empty walls are a damn waste because it does start locally. Beauty works at the local level so that your kids can see work that's meaningful yeah, to you. No, it's real. Um, and secondly, social media is in order of importance. Number one is my Instagram because it is an image board, right? Uh, number two, I guess, would be. Uh, my twitter which is pretty quiet um and number three would be my sub stack but that's all arthur Lee. um yeah and that, that's where you can find everything guys and you know and if you're an artist if you have a talent and want to congregate with other creative people you can look at the genesis council
0: yeah i saw you on there we'll move some artists that way if we if uh if stuff comes in for sure but right. most of all I think cool. on our show, what you're doing as per trying to infiltrate or recover or reconstitute modernity with this old-fashioned vision of beauty, I think it's to be commended, man. Thank you, brother. Man, yeah. that's, uh,
1: yeah, I really like how you said that. It, it's um, something I'll keep
0: dear to me as I
1: go forward with this biblical series.
0: Please do. I can't wait to uh, hear more about that. And so, guys, Arthur Kwan Lee, um, and listen, very few of us have been in a place where we could see, right? We could see the everything from the mountaintop. And that's a blessing and a curse, man. Blessing and a curse. So you got them both. Yeah, brother. So to your gifts, and thanks for coming on. And you and I will talk again soon. And I'll I'll connect you with my friend. Really, I really think you guys would have a great conversation. And um, thanks for coming on, Arthur. Who loves you, man? There's about 50 things there we got to keep talking about. I'd say number one is there seems to be some sort of continuum happening with Arthur Kwan Lee and his journey towards something like transcendent art. I don't know where it's going, but I do know today we got to hear a little bit about maybe a fight back. I'm always interested in that concept. How does it look? But we wish you good luck, Arthur. Thanks for coming on the show. Anybody interested in more from him, check out our links. He's got a great website. With His work is really fascinating and very, very unique. And I think it's fantastic. So to Arthur, thanks for coming on. See you soon. We'll keep talking. Father Silouan and you got to talk. This was Why Are We Talking About Rabbits? That was our talk with Arthur. Please check us out at www.first-things.org.